Hey, 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 welcome back to Dear Aunt Susan, Advice on Being Human. I'm your Aunt Susan Patang, and I'm a life skills coach. I teach people the life skills they need to overcome drama, overcome frustration, deal with stress, and just deal with the general bullshit of life. So in this uh, podcast, in this show, I answer questions that you give me, real questions from real people, and hopefully you'll find them to be useful. So let's get right down to it and get in here. Um, Okay, the first question is just kind of funny. Um, What's something that you buy now that you never used to buy? And my answer is bacon, okay? So not only did I find a way to cook it that's a lot less messy than frying it in a frying pan, I stick it in the oven. By the way, if you don't know about that, you put bacon in the oven at 375 for anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes, depending on how thick the bacon is, and it comes out perfect. Oh my God, it's delicious. So there you go. There's your tip for the day. But I have always loved bacon, but I didn't eat it for a long time. And I think it has to do more with feeling I didn't deserve something that I wanted. Okay. And that has to do with low self-esteem. And we're going to talk about that some more in a minute, but a lot of it too had to do with, I didn't feel like, um, not just that I didn't deserve to enjoy something that I loved, but also because I justified that by saying that it was bad for me. And sometimes now that doesn't mean that you should do nothing, but eat things that are bad for you all the time. But once in a while, just for fun, because you love something, treat yourself, okay? Enjoy the things in life that you love to do or that you love to eat once in a while. Um, Even if they're not that great for you, like bacon or cookies or (laughs) cake or things like that, enjoy them. Why not? You only live once. So as long as you're doing something within reason, Okay, and you're not eating cookies and candy and bacon every day for every meal. And as long as you're healthy and you're not going to keel over from eating bacon for whatever health reason, go for it. Why not? Um, Sometimes when we don't know whether we should do something or not, there are three questions that you can ask yourself. Am I hurting someone else? Am I hurting myself? And am I willing to accept whatever consequences this action will bring? sometimes the answer is, yeah, I'm going to do this anyway. Okay. Because I really enjoy it. And the chances are that if I eat bacon once a week or once every two weeks, it's not going to put me in the grave. So, yep. I had to answer that because I do love bacon. Okay. Um, Let's see. What's the next question? Ooh, this one is great. Okay. Um, Warren wants to know, Does being highly intelligent guarantee success in life? Ooh, okay. Hell no is the answer. Intelligence is great if you use it effectively and correctly, okay? You can have a high IQ in terms of intelligence, but have a low emotional IQ and squander your so-called intelligence, okay? Emotional IQ involves understanding your feelings, understanding the feelings of others and acknowledging them and basing your behavior on your understanding of those emotions, being willing to compromise, being a team player, okay, right? Being willing to compromise and also being able to motivate yourself. So those are all part of 
emotional IQ. And having an emotional IQ, or that's also called uh, in human resources, that's called soft skills, being a team player, being cooperative and collaborative, being a problem solver and solution oriented. Soft skills are more important than intelligence or hard skills, which are technical skills. You can teach somebody a technical skill. You can't teach them how to be a good human being. So there's that. What's the next question? Okay. Um, hmm, let's see. What are you going to change in 2021? Sheila asks. Wow. Um, I think, I think what I'm going to change, that's a tough question. I don't think there's anything that I want to change other than learning to, just like we were talking in the first, talking about in the first question, learning to enjoy life more. I think we get sucked into being, working and surviving and worrying about security more than we worry about enjoying life. And I know a lot of this has to do with what you think your purpose is in life and why you think you're here. And that's a really valuable exercise to do. Sit down and write down what values in life you think are important, not just not just for human beings to have, but for you to have. A friend of mine, um, Natalie, Natalie and I got a hold of this values exercise. Um, some life coach somewhere had this published and it has a whole ton of values on it. And you have to, I mean, there's got to be 200 of these things here. And they want you to pick out five, narrow it down to five. And I'm sitting here looking at this. I've got to have like 35 uh, little ticks next to these different values. And some of them have to do with um, being cheerful and being clever and, and finding delight in life and being curious and, and being creative. So I'm looking at these values and I'm saying, okay, I think that's what I'm going to do in 2021. I'm going to focus on my values because what happens is if you don't live your life in accordance with your value system, you have what's called cognitive dissonance. And that's basically a battle between your subconscious and your conscious mind. And that's not something that's very pleasant. It causes stress. It causes anxiety. It causes depression eventually. So it's very valuable to write down, look at that, valuable. Didn't mean that, but that came out well, I guess. Um, write down your values, define your value system. What kind of person do you want to be? And I think we've talked about that in some of the other episodes of Dear Aunt Susan. So definitely write those things down and be honor those things. Be honest with yourself and base your actions, your belief systems, and your thought process on those values. All right, let's see. What are some of the other questions? Ooh. Oh, I like this one. Um, Greg wants to know, when did you realize that you couldn't afford your lifestyle anymore? So apparently uh, Greg is living a lifestyle that he can't afford anymore. And he wants to know what's the benchmark. I think that what happens is, is we fall into a trap of accepting what society tells us is necessary to have, right? So the things that human beings need are 
water, clean water, food, shelter, and clothing. And that's really all we need as human beings to exist. We really don't need to have stuff to be alive, to be human beings. Those are all things that are nice to have. So you have to make a determination on what you think, here you go again with those values, what you think the things are that are necessary for human beings to have. And then you have to make sure you bring in enough money to have those things. So you know that you have outstripped your ability to afford your lifestyle when you can't pay for those things anymore. When you have determined that the things that you really feel are essential to life are just too much for what you're making. And I I really encourage everybody to take a really good, hard look. And I'm not saying it's bad for you to have things, but when your life revolves around acquiring and having stuff, that's a problem. You, you can have those values of acquisition, but what does that get you? What kind of a human being does that make you? And I'm not going to pass judgment. Um, so, you know, do whatever you think is right, because that's what you have to do. But just beware that things don't make you happy. It's what you tell yourself about those things that are making you happy. So just keep an eye on that. Make sure you don't fall into that trap of of acquisition. Um, Let's see. What are some other questions that we have here? Oh, what decisions? Somebody named Rejoice. What a wonderful name, Rejoice. What decisions would you never make again and why? Oh, uh, there are a lot of decisions that I regret making in my life. And I think we all have um, decisions that we regret. And they usually involve other people. When I have behaved in ways where I was protecting myself and not thinking about the needs of the people I cared about. And Then conversely, there were times when I made decisions that had to do with other people's needs and not my own and not what was best for me. So two ends of the spectrum, but it's hard sometimes to know, isn't it? That is something that we struggle with as human beings. It's one of the big existential questions. Where do I draw the line between what I need and what other people need? And that's a really hard question to answer. And that's going to depend on each individual person and also each individual situation. I try to give other people what they need as often as possible and be of service to people as often as possible because it feels good. There is no such thing as altruism, in my opinion. I think that we all do what makes us feel good because that's what we all want, right? Is to feel good. So doing things for other people feels good, but there can be a time when you are what I call slicing yourself open and spilling your guts for other people. It doesn't do you any favors. So when helping somebody else adversely affects you, that's time to consider what you're doing. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to help them, but you have to, like we were saying before, 
um, you have to consider the consequences. Am I hurting myself? Am I hurting someone else? And am I willing to accept the consequences? And sometimes those consequences are minor, like eating bacon once, okay? But sometimes those consequences aren't good. Um, Teaching other people that you can be abused or taken advantage of, that's not good. Each individual situation is different. And in order to make a judgment, you have to have your self-esteem and your self-confidence in place. Uh, One of the things that I encourage people to do is when they are boosting their self-confidence, they should give themselves positive messaging that is built on real events. Because if you give yourself a positive affirmation and it's not based on something real, your subconscious is going to laugh at you and sabotage you. It's not going to work. Okay. Um, Vision boards don't work. Uh, Affirmations don't work unless they are based on something real. So for example, let's just say you feel like you're not a good person. You want to become a more kind and compassionate person. You feel like you're selfish. So what you're going to do is instead of saying, I'm a kind and compassionate person, that's not going to get you anything, is it? That's Your subconscious is going to hear that and go, you think so? And you're going to inadvertently do something to hurt somebody else. What you do instead is you remember a time when you said bless you to somebody who sneezed, when you held the door open for somebody else, when you picked something up for somebody that dropped something, okay? that's Those are all signs of being a kind, compassionate person. When you did something for somebody else and you weren't even thinking about it, those are the actions of a kind person. You base your affirmation on that. So see, I am a kind person because I picked up this piece of whatever this person dropped, paper that this person dropped, or I held the door open for them. If you can't think of a time when you did something like that, then create it so that you can do it. So make sure you hold the door open for somebody, or you do say bless you when somebody sneezes. Make the effort to create that situation and take your self-talk and wrap it around those events. Another really good exercise for building your self-esteem and your self-confidence is to give yourself little compliments through the day. So this is where watching your self-talk comes in, right? Do you say do you say things to yourself that you would say to somebody that you care about, a good friend, somebody you love, or do you talk to yourself like a jerk? Think about that. So you can say to yourself, hey, you did a really good job making that pot of coffee. That was really nice of you to do that for everybody else in the office. Or, wow, you did a fantastic job on that report. Or, hey, you handled that issue with your kid really well. Good for you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a round of applause. Do it frequently. Do it about little tiny things every day, just like you did for gratitude, if you remember that lesson finding the gratitude for the little tiny things every day that we take for granted. Do the same thing with your positive self-talk. I did a great job on this podcast today, or I did the best job that I could do. I did a great job ironing this morning. I really did a great job by getting the dishes washed before I had to. Pat on the back, round of applause. Good for you. So that's it for this week. And I wanted to, again, remind you that I am a life skills coach. I teach people the skills their parents never taught them so that they can overcome stress, deal with frustration, 
deal with other people's drama and the general bullshit of daily life. So if that's something that you think you'd like to learn more about, why don't you go to www.thequietzonecoaching.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Namaste until next week. Take care. I hope you enjoy.